Welcome to Significance. Your host, Darren Kittleson, is an entrepreneur, business coach, professional speaker, and author. In this podcast, Darren embarks on a quest to tell the stories of people who made a difference in the world. It may have been a conscious decision, one of faith, or perhaps without even really thinking about it. Our guests have taken some action to help others in a way that left an impact. So for the next 20 to 30 minutes, Darren will share those stories with you. His intention is to spur you into positive action as well. Thanks for listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between the dash on our tombstone. So excited uh, that you chose to be with us today. Our guest today is Ryan Smith. Now, Ryan is a great business person here in my hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. He also happens to be a founding board member of an exciting new organization that's truly making a difference in the greater Madison area. And I'll let you uh, let him tell us a little bit more about that. Now, I've known Ryan for a number of years, and I'm so happy that I have a chance to spend time with him today. Uh, so hello, Ryan, and thanks for being here. Hello, Darren. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So to start out a little bit, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do in your professional life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So um, like Darren said, I am uh, Ryan Smith, live here in Madison area. I work in the mortgage industry. So I work for a company called Waterstone Mortgage, which is a Wisconsin-based mortgage banking company. Um, And I'm one of the uh, branch managers and uh, producing loan officers for the company here in Madison. Um, Been in business for uh, going on 19 years and um, have about 20 people um, here at the branch. And um, we do home loans for people helping or helping people buy uh, homes, refinance homes, buy investment properties, in general, anything mortgage related. And so 19 years, Ryan, you must have started at a pretty young age. I did. Um, What was that? I'm 42 now, so late 20s. Okay. Yeah, so um, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, that's uh, not late 20s. That'd be early 20s probably. Early 20s, excuse me, yes. So is is that what you've done professionally your entire adult life is uh, the mortgage industry? So before I got in the mortgage business, I was an aspiring golf professional. Um, and not uh, when I say golf professional, I don't mean the guys you see on TV. I mean the people who work at golf courses and teach lessons and help run golf courses. And I had done that for three years and was going to go down that path. But what I learned in that path is that you you work at golf, but you don't play golf. And I really found out that my true passion is playing golf and not watching other people play golf. So um, I kind of stumbled into the mortgage industry, in all honesty. My uh, my older brother called me one day and said, you know, there's some people headhunting for a job here in town. You should call them. And we argued a little bit because I, you know, going from the golf world to uh, sitting at a desk or a white collar, if you will, wasn't really appealing to me. But I went to the interview and, and um, you know, I haven't looked back since, honestly. So 19 years, there must be something about it that really appeals to you to have spent that amount of time in the industry. Yeah, and I think back to my first interview, um, you know, when I was talking to um, the the gentleman's name or the gentleman that interviewed me, you know, he basically said, why are you interested in this? And I said, I'm just interested in something where I can increase my effort and the the result, the, the pay, the freedom will come behind that. 
and he said well this is the right industry for you you can you can take this job any way you want and that's what i like about it i, I love helping people obviously uh, i'm helping people buy homes but what i really like about it is building a team and taking great care of people and having the freedom to to keep pushing the boundaries with that and you know the more the the better you get at it the the more results you can get from it and that's exciting for me i'm not limited in any way that's awesome. And, and, you know, in that too, and I know this from uh, how you've built your business, when you build it the way you did with that focus on great customer service, you get a tremendous amount of repeat and referral business. Isn't that true? It is, yes. And is, is that is that more fun and fulfilling than maybe going out and hunting for business every day? You know, we hunt for relationships. Um, and I'm a, I'm a very relational person in life, just in general. Um, I like people. I like learning about people. And um, it is very rewarding. Um, I've never been a, um, a pay for business type of guy. I, I don't have billboards. I don't have a lot of marketing. Our marketing is building strong relationships with the real estate community. And what I love about that is you just basically I'm out making friends. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of fun that way. So uh, when you're not uh, when you're not working in your business uh, and maybe not golfing, uh, what, are, what else do you do? What, what, what do you do for fun, uh, family, that type of thing? Yeah, so I'm married. I married uh, my wife, Danica, who uh, we grew up together, um, literally uh, preschool on. We, we dated, started dating in eighth grade. We have two kids, um, 15 and uh, 13. So when I'm not working, um, I love to play golf. We are, we are boaters, so we own a, a boat, and we like to boat together, and we love to travel. Um, yeah, just sneaking in as much family time as possible. It's it's tough with a with busy teenagers, but I spend a lot of time watching soccer games as well. My kids are pretty active in soccer. Yeah, and and a lot of travel with that I understand as well, isn't there? Yeah. They're, they're all yes. over the Midwest. Exactly. So let's let's talk a little bit about this organization that you you uh, helped found, and that was 100 Men of Dane County. Did I it, am I saying that correctly? Absolutely. Yep. So can you tell me a little bit about maybe how that came to be and then we'll talk a little bit more about what, you know, where you see it going. So t- tell us a little bit about 100 Men. Yeah, so um, you know, in a nutshell, 100 Men of Dane County is an organization that is looking to make a massive impact in Dane County by helping children. And simply stated, you know, I could dress that up um, quite a bit further, but that's pretty simply stated that that, that's our goal. Um, About five years ago, I was sitting in a uh, coaching event. I'm a a member of a a coaching organization for realtors and lenders. It's called The Core. And I was with my business partner, Dave Growls. And, you know, they're very big on being charitable. And we were sitting in this room of about 3,000 people. And during the course of being coached, if you don't do what they tell you to do, they fine you, so to speak. And all the money they fine you, they donate to charity. Okay. And you're sitting in a room where we do these events in different locations, so California, Arizona, Texas, all over the place. And there, there are two of them a year, and they take all this money that they raise through these these fines and and other donations from some of the executives in the organization, and they find a local charity and they donate massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're sitting in these rooms and these organizations come in and they're just, they can't even speak. They're so moved by these big donations. And Dave and I were sitting there and I just said, man, the power of, you know, the collective and the power of, of you know, multiplying your efforts with, with this many people is just amazing. It's it's so powerful. 
and I, you know, we just kind of talked about, we, we should do something like this. We should do something locally. Um, and that was many years ago. That was probably five years ago. And, uh, we met with attorneys and, you know, we, we, we learned about how to build a charitable organization, a 503C. And in all honesty, we got, we got really, uh, we got stumbled upon. I mean, we, we, uh, we, we ran into how, how complicated it can be. It's a very complex process to get that started, especially when you're taking donations um, from a group of people and then pushing that to the grant winner, if you will. I'll tell you more about that in a second. Okay. But anyways, for lack of a, a better way to say it, we, we got delayed. And we're also very busy in our lives. And so it did get pushed aside. And, um, a couple of years ago, um, Dave, my business partner was having a conversation with one of the executive board members, Charlie Wills, and was kind of telling him, you know, what do you guys think of this? And, and at that time, um, Charlie, uh, Wills and, and Jason Gutenberg had been running a 503C to sponsor, um, um, brain cancer research, um, because one of the board members had had uh, a brain tumor, Jason Gutenberg. And they had started 503C, um, but it it, had, uh, it wasn't being used anymore. They were going to go a different direction with it. And so the idea came that maybe we could repurpose their 503C and not go through the process of recreating it. So oh, that's interesting. So because it sounds like that was the kind of the stumbling block in the early days was the process it takes to get that nonprofit status. Is that yes? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's an intensive process. It can be very expensive, and it just yeah we we were we had an idea we met with attorneys it didn't really go anywhere we we always had the idea but we just i don't know we needed that spark and that conversation with charlie really was the spark and then jason we had jason and everyone just loved the idea um and then um you know they brought uh, one other gentleman into the fold ryan bailing uh, from here in madison and and we just started building it and meeting, and, and it's very grassroots, organic situation. But the, the goal of the – the reason it says 100 men is our idea uh, was really piggybacked off of another organization. And I don't know the exact name, but it's it's 100 women of Madison or, or something to that effect. And they, they, they do a very similar thing, and they, they uh, you know, pool their money and they, they give grants out. Um, and we really wanted to ramp it up. And so um, our goal is to get to 100 men. And each man uh, that joins, uh, if you will, will uh, pledge $1,000 a quarter, so $4,000 annually. Mm-hmm. And so quarterly, we would be able to, once we're at 100 men of membership, we would be able to give $100,000 to a charity, local charity, each quarter. And when you really think of that, that's just very powerful. Some of these charities don't get $100,000 in in years you know, um, we're at 54 members right now. I believe we've given two grants out. Um, the first one was 38,000. The second one was 52 uh, or 3,000. Um, and it's just uh, we're building momentum, but it's a very simple concept. It isn't. There isn't uh, you know any much beyond that. We want to make a massive impact in our community, helping families and children, and. There's something cool about doing that as men together, too. You know, there's a little bit of camaraderie there, um, something fun about that aspect as well. When I would say that, uh, you know, so you are a young organization, if I recall. I mean, the first quarter of 2018, so just uh, six months ago, was the launch. 
And, exactly. And so you've grown it to that that size in about a six month period of time, which I think is amazing. And I know the goal is to be at a hundred, and ideally everyone would want to be at a hundred immediately. Mm-hmm. Yet, from uh, an idea to here, I just I just want to commend you guys because I think you've done a fantastic job. And I do know. Um, so the impact of that first grant of thirty eight thousand. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that process worked and how those decisions get made as to who receives the money. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Thanks for for saying that, and thanks for asking. the The process is that we accept grant submissions um, during the quarter. And on our website, um, it's called curelocal.com. On the website, there's the processes on there, but we have, we solicit grant uh, requests and then the executive team um, goes through them and we have a little bit of a a ranking process. We have to whittle them down to five and um, all five of us, vote for lack of a better term. Um, we make sure that they are following along the lines of our mission. Um, and we look at a lot of things. We look at how much of the money is, is going to be passed through to the actual charity. How much are their admin fees? Um, you know, does the mission align, um, you know, and, and do they have the ability to have a potential match? Do they have any, you know, um, any issues we should know of. So we do our best to learn as much as we can about that organization. And then we go through our process. We we um, vote and, and get them down to five. And then the concept is we ask the organizations to make a uh, one to two minute video um, explaining what they do and why, they, why they're requesting this grant and what they would do with the money. And that's really been an amazing uh, thing because, you know, these organizations put these videos together and they're just they're just so touching and, and moving. And they then we send the videos out to the membership. So we send out basically a, a, a survey monkey has all the videos on there. It has it has their application and all the information we have on the grants. And then the men, the collective, go through on their own watch the videos, read about them, learn about them, and um, cast a vote. And then, you know, whoever receives the most votes, we award the grant. The first uh, quarter of this year, the first tee of South Central Wisconsin won. And then the second quarter, uh, Food for Thought Initiative won. Both two amazing organizations. And and very different in in what they do, yet the thing they had in, have in common is that it's for children. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. The, the first tee of South Central Wisconsin is, um, you know, an organization that on the surface looks like a, a golf organization. Um, they, they teach, um, you know, golf. They want to they wanna help young kids who probably will never be able to afford to play golf, to, to learn golf. But it's much deeper than that. When we learned about the organization, they, they're a mentoring organization. So it was far deeper than just the golf mm-hmm. after school programs. Um, and actually, uh, here in Madison, there's a, a small golf course in, in Fitchburg. Many people don't even know about. It's called Nine Springs. It's it's right down the road from my office, and they're going to use this money to uh, kind of grow uh, their platform at the Nine Springs um, golf course and and have a better place for kids in this area to go for these after school programs. And in essence, using golf as the 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 hook, if you will, right, for really yeah. the mentorship and the teaching that they can do as well. 
Exactly. That's yep. awesome. Yep. And then food and for thought, again, very different yet still impacting children. And, I, and the reason I, I said that is because I think, that, you know, I was amazed as you – we live in a pretty um, – pretty affluent area for lack of a better way of saying it right and and yet there's so many opportunities even in our own backyard for impact on children to make sure they have a a leg up in life and i think that's one of the that's one of the takeaways i thought from food for thought because that program is tied to education is it not it's tied to education and and what is amazing about this process is i think on the surface a lot of a lot of us that live in madison here feel that Madison is, is um, I don't want to say affluent, but Madison is a very thriving community, and there's a lot of things going on positively in Madison. But when you start soliciting grants for charitable organizations, you really see how much need is out there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very humbling. And they are, you know, they provide school-based nutritional support for kids that are in school and are hungry. Um, and you know the the mentoring and the the you know the educational component to that you know kids can't learn if they're not nourished right and so you know the, the work that they do with food pantries essentially in schools is amazing because and, and that's in our public school system right that that's in the public school system right. here in Madison yeah so um so now I know that um, if someone does run an organization that might uh, be able to become a beneficiary of that, they could go to curelocal.com, right? C-U-R-E local.com. Yep. And, yeah, and all the, the information is, is on there. Yep, and the process so- is there, and, and you could learn all about us. And you solicit grant requests quarterly, isn't that correct? Yep, each quarter. And I know that, again, just kind of going back to this organization is really in its infancy. I know your second quarter grant requests, uh, how many did you get? It was, I thought it was kind of a, a surprising number. Yeah, the second, well, geez, I can't even remember the second quarter because I just am reading through the third quarter right now. While okay. We're in the process. We had 20 grant requests uh, for this quarter. I want to say that the second quarter is very similar. So, yeah, there's... There is a lot of need out there. So, in a young organization, word is getting out. Uh, these 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 nonprofits that are really having an impact in the lives of the children here in the county are reaching out to you. As a uh, as a as a board member, you've got to whittle it down to five. So, mm-hmm. how, that can't be an easy process, is it? I mean, uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about what, what you go through when you do that. Yeah, I, I'm laughing because it is it is something that I did not expect. Um, you know, I, I guess the way that I would say it is it, you read these these grants and it's really hard to say one deserves it more than the other. It's, sure. it's really a very humbling experience. So um, we have a process on the executive team where, where it's we each individually read through them and, and whittle ours down to five. And the process is, is simple. We're, we're looking for who best aligns with what we're trying to do and also making sure, you know, are they a 503C? Can they handle the, the grant? Are they ready for the grant? Things like that. Um, it isn't any more scientific than that. Um, you know, it, it is a, a little bit of a, a learning experience from us being a young organization of how to do that. Sure. Um, and what, what we did basically was come up with just a ranking system. We each rank one through five. 
and then uh, you get you know you get a you get five points if you're number one and four for number two and so on, and then whoever receives out of the executive team the most points um, is are the are the the ones that that we send through. So um, yeah, it's really been a humbling experience to sit there and try to. I've had some late nights sitting there just waffling back and forth trying to figure out what i'm going to do but um at the same time very rewarding yeah so then once you get it whittled down to five you described how the process works for the the men who are uh who are our members because they get to vote and then based on that uh the grant winner is determined and then, yep. uh, and and then, uh, how does how does that grant money get awarded? Because th- this is kind of a unique thing too. I think that you guys have put together for that. Yeah, so we we do a luncheon every quarter, um, and we're currently doing them at Hotel Red. They've been a great sponsor of ours. Um, but we invite the organization to the luncheon, and they bring you know several of their people, and we give them a platform to get up and and talk about the organization and then we present them with a check um the nice thing about that is there's also an open forum and we can ask questions so the men can ask questions and what we're finding is a lot of guys are looking for how can i get involved how can i volunteer how can i bring my kids you know so i think a byproduct that that i don't even think we initially thought of is some of the things that are going to happen in the community because everybody's able to learn more about organizations they'd never heard of. Yeah, so that's amazing. Because you know, if you think about that, that's you know, th- this whole conversation's about significance, and and uh, simply stepping up and being someone who's contributing a thousand dollars a quarter is obviously significant. And yet, mm-hmm. what I just heard you say is that when they're uh, then exposed to the grant recipients, quite often that might lead to more impact in that organization from some of the members or their families of the organization. So yep. it's really kind of duplicating a footprint or even exponentially growing it in a way. You know, and the other byproduct, though, and this is, and so I love that, that that's happening and it's what a great surprise. The other one, though, too, I think that I've heard is that this group is becoming a networking group, which mm-hmm. probably wasn't ever thought of either. Yet these are people who are like minded and successful uh, in, in, their indep- in, in their respective businesses coming together as well. Is, is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Yeah. In between our quarterly meetings, we have thrown a few, you know, happy hours, if you will, um, where, you know, the men get together and and we invite, you know, obviously we're trying to grow to a hundred. So we invite people who've never heard of it. And geez, it's a, it's a powerful room, you know, and I say that not from, you know, powerful men. I say that just from the, the group of people that get in this, in these networking events are, are just great people. Um, and, I'd leave, I've left all of them and just shaken my head like, wow, I met, I met some spectacular people tonight. So, you know, that's really fun. We're going to try to, to do more of that, um, have some more fun events. We're doing a, a bourbon tasting in uh, August. And again, we're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to, to get to 100. But we're also trying to bring the guys together that are, are making an impact. And, you know, there's something powerful about doing that together. And that in it, like I said, going back to the beginning, that was how this kind of started is, you know, if you write a thousand dollar check every quarter, that's great. It's very powerful. But to multiply that by potentially a hundred people and then do it together and have some fun and, and, um, you know, that feel good and, and momentum piece, it will only grow. 
Mm-hmm. And then you start talking about, well, what do we do next? And how, you know, what other things could we do? And I know there's going to be volunteering stuff together and probably some golf outings and different things. So it's been really, really fun and rewarding. And, and the impact that an infusion of a donation of 50 to 60, a hundred thousand dollars has on these organizations has got to be, um, I mean, just changing the trajectory of some of them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fair? Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact numbers um, on this or the exact comment, but when Food for Thought came and, and picked up their, um, you know, winning uh, grant at the um, at the luncheon, the woman who spoke about it just said, you know, I, I don't know if anyone in this room will ever understand this impact. And she talked about their their yearly budget is not as big as the grant they received that wow. day. Wow! And that was there were there were guys tearing up you know i mean that that was i kind of get choked up saying that when you think of what that's going to mean for an organization like that so from a an idea five years ago or so with you and dave growls uh this has come to fruition in a short time you've had a big impact already i would say in the local community and it's only going to keep growing uh what would i just what do you think your biggest challenge will be moving forward with the organization that's a great question, and it's it's something that I'm not even really sure. the 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 biggest challenge I think will be getting to 100 and staying at 100. Um, and I don't know how big of a challenge that will be. Um, we got to 50 pretty quickly, I think, and um, you know now we need to we need to make that final push to get to get the the word out. And you know I would say the immediate challenge is that finding 50 more guys, okay, you know, 40 40 some guys that you know the Everyone wants to be charitable. Not everyone can afford to do $4,000 a year, and we understand that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but finding, you know, meeting those people. So I guess I would say that's our biggest challenge. And if anyone listening is interested or knows somebody that might be interested, you know, let me know because or let someone on the executive team call us, email us, um, because that's our that's probably our biggest hurdle. Okay. Yeah, and, and and I wrote down this question. I go, what happens once you hit a hundred? I mean, is that do you shut it off? No one else can be part of it, or what's the thought there? Well, our thought was that we wanted to make it kind of an exclusive group, um, and so our our initial thought right now is that we want to get to a hundred. We'd probably have a waiting list at that point. Um, you know, I would imagine over time you'll you will have some some people who don't rejoin. Uh, sure. That's kind of natural with any organization. So, we want to build a, a waiting uh, list, and then also there's been talk about when we get to 100 and we really know what we're doing and we really have things dialed in, of opening kind of a feeder group where you know we've had a, many many people come to us and say I love this and I want to do it. I cannot afford it, and so the thought maybe is that we we start a you know maybe a younger professionals group where um, maybe it's 250 a quarter and it's a thousand total and you know something like that so those are some of the ideas that we had of of maybe having a a junior group if you will or a a secondary group Uh, that's amazing that's amazing so if through this whole process if you had to boil it down to maybe one or two things you've really learned about uh, what it takes to do this what would you share it takes um, it takes people really driven um, to to move something like this forward. Um, 
have to say, I want to give a lot of credit to Charlie Wills in that regard. Um, Charlie's a really, uh, for those of you who don't know, Charlie's a, a realtor here in Madison. He's a very driven guy. He's a, he's a accomplished athlete, and he's a very driven person. And when he got his hands a hold of this, you know, I have to give him a lot of credit because he, he drove an idea really forward. Mm-hmm. And you need that. You need people driving and pushing because this is something that, you could sit on the sidelines and not do. So I would say that you need to have very driven people to the purpose, to the cause. Um, and you need to have really, really good communication. And I think we, we could all say that for most of our relationships, but inside of a group, you know, you're organizing 50 to a hundred men. And what we've found is, is communication is key, just like anything else. That's uh, that's awesome. I, you know, the thing I keep thinking about in in all of this is really, you know, what a what can happen simply by an idea and some action, and then really, um, I I think if I heard you correctly, Ryan, it was kind of putting it out there in the world what you wanted to accomplish that connected you then to the vehicle to do that. Totally. That, yep. And so so if there's anything else I guess that I've heard it's like don't be afraid from an idea to reach out and start pitching the idea to others to see what could come from that because I would venture to guess this just from the 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 7 months or so that this has come into fruition the impact that you've had already has just been amazing. And and really you know the idea in this whole conversation is I think for a lot of us we could spend our days simply focused on our businesses or our professional lives and our families and what we do for recreation and and what i heard from your story today is that you've chosen to do something beyond that so you've got all of that as well and you're at a point in 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 your professional life maybe that you you could put some energy time and resources towards this to have an impact in the in the community is that is that really how this is happening for you 100% i i think all of us that were uh, involved in starting it we feel very blessed to have the lives that we have and, and have, um, you know, the ability to, um, you know, honestly, to, to earn money and to provide a life for our families. And there's this feeling of, of you know, you got to do something with it. you got to get out there and do something with it. And um, I always felt like I was a pretty charitable person. But, you know, if I really sit back and analyze it, I, I'm not sure that I was. And so... Um, Getting like-minded people together with that type of purpose is, is is great. But the way you articulated that, it's exactly correct. That's awesome. Well, I, I, thank you for what you're doing, first and foremost, because I think that's fantastic. And, and thanks for sharing uh, this, too, because you know, kind of two things out of this in my mind. One is that there may be a listener in the local area that wants to find out more and so they could definitely do that uh, by going to curelocal.com and then for anyone listening that might be in a different area of uh, of the world quite frankly they could start the same thing and really from mm-hmm. that template this could have an impact anywhere that someone cho- chooses to step into it and that's the other part of uh, why I'm so happy that you were willing to share the story with us today. So with that, yeah, Ryan, no, I just want to, yeah, now thanks so much. And, uh, and again, for anyone listening, if you want to learn more, uh, reach out to curelocal.com and I'm sure they'd be happy to, uh, to talk to you about membership and also what it takes to make this happen. So for that, I want to say again, uh, thank, big thank you to Ryan Smith, uh, from Waterstone Mortgage and 100 Men of Dane County, uh, for uh, sharing this with us today. And I just, uh, I just want to say have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you, Darren. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. 
We hope you enjoyed the episode and found the inspiration to make a difference in our world as well. You can subscribe to future podcasts by clicking the subscribe button on this episode's page. If you have an idea for a guest, please contact Darren at the email address you'll also find on the page. You've been listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between the dash on your tombstone.